Welcome to Real Estate Broker and Team Leader, where we help you improve your leadership skills and become a more effective real estate broker or team leader. Join us as we explore the latest industry trends and share practical strategies and insights to help you grow your business and lead your team to success. Tune in every week for actionable tips and inspiring stories from top brokers and leaders in the industry. Now here's your host, Mike Snyder. Do you offer technology and other resources to their agents that are in your brokerage or on your team? So today's guest, Jonathan McNabb, the broker of Nest Ahead, is going to share his thoughts on offering technology and resources to his agents. Jonathan, uh, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, for sure. All right. So before we get into offering technology, just, man, where are you, where are you from and what was your path to becoming a real estate agent? Yeah, so born and, uh, born and raised here in Houston. And um, I, I originally started working for a federal criminal defense law firm. Did that for about 15 years. And what we focused primarily on, or what I primarily handled, was cases revolving uh, some sort of real estate fraud. Um, And so I got to learn the industry from the inside out. uh, The ugly side of the industry. The uh, the ugly side, definitely, of what not to do to have the FBI knocking on your door. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my wife would be uh, very upset with me if I uh, did anything along those lines. Um, so what what I learned was basically the ins and outs of not only brokerages, but title companies, lenders, um, a lot of investors of what not to do uh, to to obviously get yourself in trouble. And but by doing that, it also learned I got to learn the industry itself, and um, thoroughly enjoyed doing that. And I did that for about fifteen years total. Okay, so it's that background that makes you very cognizant of trek rules, Absolutely. how to fill out contracts, Absolutely. what you can and cannot do, because that's that's important to you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I know if I have questions on some of these things, you're one of the first people I call to say, what's how would you handle this? Yeah. What are the rules for this? We have those conversations all the time. Yes, yes. we do. Because <laughs> not everyone follows those rules. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so, so what made you decide to go from working at a firm to actually coming to this other side and being an agent? So I was doing some real estate investing on the side and really enjoyed the real estate aspect more than I was the legal side. Just got kind of burnt out uh, from doing it and um, decided to make the jump and become an agent and Started with a brokerage that I thought had very good training and um, really kind of wrapped my arms around the, 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 the trainee, the trainer and, um, you know, really enjoyed doing it. And then just went full steam, full steam ahead, um, had some money saved up. And so I didn't, um, didn't do it part time. I put my head down and ran as fast <laughs> as I could. You dove right in. Uh, and uh, it's, it's been good. All right, so so you're an agent, and then what what made you what got you thinking about getting your broker's license? And did you have your broker's license for a little while while you were just an agent? No. So when I was actually going through real estate school initially, 
the goal was always to have my brokerage okay. license. Okay. All right. And um, I knew how much time I needed, how many transactions I needed. I had it all calendared down as to when uh, when I could apply to get my broker's license. And so when, when I first started, uh, as I said, I worked for a brokerage that provided great training and a good mentor and really enjoyed it. But I had everything planned out from day one. Okay. All right. So that was your plan. It wasn't like, I'm going to do this. Hey, I think I could be a broker. I could do this. I, I want to... No, I knew I could do it. It was just a matter of uh, getting the years and getting the transactions. Okay. All right. Got it. So, so now you're thinking about it. What made you finally pull the trigger to actually go get your broker's license? You know, after a while, you start feeling comfortable with the overall transactions. Yeah. There are similarities in, in every deal. Um, every deal also is, has its own uh, little hiccups to it. Uh, but you get used to the the day-to-day activities in a transaction. And I felt very comfortable with with that and thought I could get, frankly, could apply for the broker's license before my time. But I had to wait until the trek rules and until I was four years in. Right. And uh, on my four-year anniversary, I uh, filed my application with trek, had my broker sign off on transactions, and was off and going. All right. So the next step is starting your own brokerage. What was that decision? What did that look like to say, I'm going to start my own and here's how we're going to do it? So my wife and I sat down. And which kind of, and which your wife is Sherry and she yes. works with you. She's also an agent. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we do everything, uh, everything together. And uh, so we sat down and came up with a name and really looked at what we liked, what we didn't like, what we thought we could improve upon based upon where we personally had been with brokerages and prior prior employments. And we came up with this kind of idea and plan. And then we, once I passed uh, the broker's exam, we started the company and wouldn't hire anybody for a little while because I wanted to- On purpose. Sure, on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to make sure all the kinks were worked out. Um, make sure all the software works, make sure there's no issues whatsoever. What would I expect if I were working for this company and were we meeting that goal? And so Sherry and I had these weekly uh, meetings to discuss that. Um, things I liked, things she liked, things we both didn't like and, and went from there. So you mentioned that you came up with a name and the name is Nest Ahead. How did you come up with that name? Because um, the name is important. It is. And the name is a very personal thing and you think 100%. I've got a great name for this and I... I hope people like it. I hope it draws people in. I mean, how'd you come up with Nest Ahead? So um, we had just recently had uh, had our, our latest child, and we were talking about nesting all the time. And so Nest um, came up with, obviously used the name Nest, and thinking about moving forward. And Nest Forward just didn't seem like the right fit. And so it was more of just a wordplay back and forth and, and came up with Nest Ahead. And, you know, it just stuck. And so we asked some friends and family, what do you think of this name? And got feedback. And everybody seemed to like it. So we just went with it. So when you have something that you really like, because I've I've done the same thing. Like, man, I really like this. So what do you think? Oh, Mike, it's great. Oh, we love it. Oh, yeah, do it. Do it. You're like, no, that's not what I'm asking. What do you think? I'm trying to come up with a good name or not. Would it have mattered if somebody said, no, I don't like that? Well, sure. I mean, 
You know, the, the problem with coming up with names and asking people that is they don't want to hurt your feelings. And it's like, right. look, I'm really trying to create this this brokerage. I want your honest feedback. If you don't like it, tell me and tell me why. Because your background may lead to why you don't like that. And so I want to factor that in. I want to know if, if, it's, uh, if it's a viable reason why I wouldn't want our name to be that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes into picking the to to picking a name. So are there some things from your background at the law firm? Because a lot of people there 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 aren't a whole lot of people that start their careers in real estate. They come from outside. Right. And then they become an agent and they follow the path like yours to become an agent, to become a broker, and they apply some things they learned in their previous industry to today's business or to their brokerage. Are there some things that you applied from managers that you knew or things that you did to this business? Oh, 100%. You know, I learned a lot about negotiation from, from the law firm. And, you know, law firm lawyers in general are known for, for contracts. Lawyers are known for... Uh, research background. Um, my job was a, as a senior legal assistant, and so my job really was to go and interview the the clients, whoever the client may be. And you know, my background working at at this firm gave me kind of the foundation, the basics of how I wanted to run run the brokerage, what I wanted to to see from agents. I, I'm very black and white when it comes to to doing a, making a decision. There, there's no gray area for me. And um, want to make sure that the clients were treated treated properly. I mean, my wife's got a background of insurance. And so we factor that in quite a bit as well. Not that we're trying to sell somebody on an insurance policy, but we're trying to help buyers with regards to previous claims that could have been filed on a home, for example. Um, things that as a buyer, what would I want to know if I were buying this home? And so we we use a a little bit of everything from our from our background to to assist the client. And and that's what this business is. Every agent wants to serve. Right. And it's just in an agent's nature. You want to serve, you want your customers to have a good experience. One, because you want them to have a good experience. But also you want them to like you and you want them to refer you and, and sure. things like that. But but I think at the root of it, you want and all agents want their customers to have a good a good buying, selling, investing experience. You would hope so. You yes. would hope so, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. When it comes to offering technology and resources to your agents, there are so many – options out there from CRMs to lead generation to social media um, optimizing resources. Uh, what goes into y'all's decision to offer those tools to your agents? It's basically what we have used in the past and did we find it beneficial. Um, worked for a couple of brokerages before we started our own and they independently offered different different softwares, different programs. And what did we find most helpful? In fact, I mean the second brokerage that we worked for, we actually still use some of the tools from the first brokerage um, because we found some of them to be more useful, more helpful. And it was really, you know, 
with a brokerage, you can go out and try to buy every single software that there is. And you will spend a great deal of money doing that. And it's about finding the softwares that really work, that work well together, easy of use, um, and, you know, things that it's not hard to to do. Uh, if I've got to log into five different platforms to try to get one, whatever I'm looking for, I mean, nobody's ever going to do that. Yeah. Right? You, you want to where you can log into one place, you quickly access it, it jumps easily to another software, um, and it, it all integrates well. And so we found we found that software. Okay. All right. So you you said the brokerages you worked for offered those things. Did they pay for them or did you pay for them? So you paid for them in the form of a desk fee. Right. Um, you paid for them in the form of a yearly fee. and um, Or maybe even the splits. Um, if your splits were, were not quite as high, then you paid for them. There, there was a way you were paying for them. Okay. All right. There was some way. There's some way the agent, hundred percent paid for it. All right. I know that. I know that you are a you are a savvy consumer of of technology and tools. Yes. I I really like when you say, "Oh, I found this. Oh, I found this. <laughs> hey, man, you should check this out." And we do that a little back and forth. Oh, hey, yes. you should check this service out. This is this is a pretty cool little texting service or right. or whatever it is. But it's. It's really easy to spend a lot of money on something flashy and something that demos really well and, and, and may even work and do all the things that it's that it proposes to do. Sure. But but you seem to identify ways to accomplish the same things with less of an investment. How do you find these tools? You know, it, it's it's a matter of talking to brokers and other areas. Um, it's about connecting. You know, I, I have a conversation with a broker out of Florida. You know, I'm using ABC software. Uh, it's a nationwide software. What about you? Are, are you using something like this? It's about developing those relationships and the connections um, across the board. And not only do that here in the Houston area, but do it uh, domestically as well. Because, you know, if, if somebody, as a company has just come out and they're heavily advertising to the East Coast, they haven't reached Texas yet. And so why not get in early, go ahead and try a software, lock in the price for that software before it becomes a nationwide deal, because obviously the prices are going to be jacked up. Sure. And so it's about getting in early um, and, and testing the software and to see how it works and integrates with what we're currently using. Yeah, that's a that's a great strategy. So, what what are, if you don't mind sharing, <laughs> what what are some of these of this software and technology that you have found that you're implementing in the in uh, at Nest Ahead? So, our main our main system is was created by a real estate company out of the Northwest, and it's called Brivity. And Brivity for us runs not only website, it runs our uh, CRM, it has its own built-in Canva, it has its own built-in marketing platform, uh, valuations, um, CMA. I mean, it does a lot of them. And we have our own telephone number. So if you're one of the agents that, that doesn't want to give strangers your cell phone number, 
it has a, a number that you're assigned. And you can pass out that number to people. And when they call it, it actually rings on your cell phone. And uh, Brevity offer this, offers Brevity, this. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, you can receive text. You can send text because you use an app on your phone. And so you never have to give somebody your real phone number. And you they don't, don't know. To... They're not calling your real no. phone number. No, they have no idea. That's pretty slick. Yeah, it works well. And it and it meets your it meets your goal of I'd like to do five things with one login. Right. And the nice thing about the phone number is when people call or text, it automatically logs that in to your CRM. So you do have a true record of any and all conversations that you have. Now it's not gonna type in notes for your phone call. You still gotta do that. You still gotta do that. <laughs> still gotta do that. But it will make a record of that you had a call so that when you're logging into the CRM later that day. Uh, whatever it may be, you know to go back in, click on that phone call, and add your own notes. So you have a, a good timeline, if you will. So you as the broker, as the boss, and how many agents do you guys have? We have six. Six. What what insight do you have into everyone's call logs, their history, what they're putting in the CRM part? Do you have some insight into your agents? Yeah, I, I can see everything. Um, I can see all phone calls, all text, all leads that are coming in. Are they responding timely? Um, now, if they're having a phone call, if they don't log what that call is about, obviously I have no idea. Um, so this isn't something, uh, a telephone number you'd want to pass to your spouse, right? Those are private conversations. But this is something you would want to pass to to potential clients um, because it's it's all work-related. Okay. All right. All right, good. Um, your just to touch on the CRM part, mm -hmm. and yes, it'll log the call. But if you don't log notes, you know when I get asked, I get asked a lot, "What CRM should I use? What CRM should I use?" And my answer is this: It really doesn't matter which one you right. use. And I have clients that use Outlook as a CRM, and if you'll actually look at all the features of Outlook, <laughs> you can kind of do that. Yes. I have clients that use Excel, mm -hmm. and I have clients that use the top shelf, everybody knows the brand name, right. CRMs. Right. But what you hear a lot on CRMs is this, garbage in, garbage out. Oh, if your 100%. notes are garbage. But to me, even if you write a garbage note about that phone call, I talked to Jonathan about his about the house on 123 Main Street. Mm -hmm. And that's all you wrote. And that's kind, of, that's kind of garbage in. Right. At least might jog a memory. So to, to me, what's way worse than garbage in, garbage out is nothing in. Oh, absolutely. Because nothing out. Right. So at least, at least in your CRMs and for the brokers and team leaders out there, just encourage and make sure that your agents are or at least putting something in those notes that might jog a memory later if the note's not going to be really thorough. Of course. Of course. Um, I mean, think about it this way. If you get, um, and this is my background coming out, <laughs> um, if something happens and you end up in a dispute with a client, that CRM is going to be your defense. What took place? What conversations did you have? And if you're not making the note, it's going to be your word versus their word because everything that you type into the CRM is date and time stamped. 
And so when you have a phone conversation telling a client, just so you know, I, I think X, Y, Z with regard to this house, um, you know, you want to have a record of that. So they can't ever come back and say, well, you didn't tell me. And um, I, I think that's, that's important to have. And it truly is junk in, junk out. <laughs> so my, uh, before I got into the title business, um, my clients were law firms and lawyers. And what we would advise clients on is don't send an email that you wouldn't copy to a judge. No, absolutely. And it's the same thing here. Don't don't send an email or please make a note that you would share with Trek. Right. Because if they do ask, and sometimes they do. They do. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have it documented, what your conversation was, stuff like that. So one way to use a CRM. So what if your agents who are independent contractors, they don't work for you necessarily, what if they don't use the tools that you give them? Then we have a conversation of please use something. So what do you do if the agents who don't, I mean, they're independent contractors and you're providing this technology and showing them how to use it. What if they don't? What if they don't use it? Have a conversation where they at least use something. Um, We've all had different CRMs that we've used and some we've liked, some we haven't. And it's all about making a record for yourself because you always have to protect yourself. And it's a matter of making a record of different things that take place. And if they don't use uh, Brevity and they want to use ABC software, fine, but use it. And I can't can't force them to do so. But, you know, it, it goes back to let's assume that there's a dispute later on and this client sues, sues us. Um, what, what defenses do we have? What have what notes have you made? If it's on Excel, fine, but use it. Just use it, <laughs> um, or Outlook. I mean, whatever it may be, just just use it. Have you have you seen a situation? I, I know I have where where there are there are brokers, especially some of the larger ones who offer so much. Mm-hmm. There's a thing for this. There's a software for that. There's a tool for this. There's a there's a login for that. That it's overwhelming. Especially the new agents. Especially new agents. And instead of really learning, let me learn the CMA tool. Right. Or let me learn the prospecting tool and how to do some geo farming or some niche farming. And and instead of learning and and mastering one of those, they're so overwhelmed they don't learn it at all. Right. And I think that I think that can become a problem. When you offer Absolutely. so much, uh, and there's a, there's a broker I know that offers a ton, but his approach is, tell me about your business, what your goals are in the next few months, and when he finds that out after sitting down with an agent, he says, okay, I want you to learn this piece, and I want you to master that, mm-hmm. and then we'll expand, and then we'll give you a little bit more, and then we'll go over here, and we'll teach you a little bit more. And that's a great way to do it, but not everybody does it like that. Right. Some places are just like, here's all your stuff. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Go learn it. We promise you a we promise you a mentor. So right. to teach you that's not always there. Right. But that's um, but overwhelming them with so much can be can be a problem. But it's not just 
software that you've incorporated into your into your brokerage that you provide the agents to use. There are services that you have found that allow you to to be smart and efficient and a good steward of the uh, of the brokerage's money. So, what are some of those other things? So, one for example would be POS. POS is. Is not it, not the clothing resale posh. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Not, um, also a good way to save money, I'm sure, <laughs> but not posh. You know, if I hire an employee and my employee is a receptionist, then that receptionist is going to have certain hours, say eight to five, as an example. Um, if I do that, then I'm also going to have to provide insurance. I'm going to have to provide benefits. And what we found was I want somebody to answer our phone 24-7, 365. And I want to be, I want the company to always be available to, to take a call. And we found this service called Posh that does that. It's 24-7, 365 days a year. And not only do they uh, speak English, but they speak multiple languages. And so that assists us with with our agents. So if somebody calls in and wants to speak to a Spanish speaking agent, uh, that call is not going to get forwarded to me uh, (laughs) because my Spanish isn't good enough to have a conversation. (laughs) And that call will be sent to the agent that speaks Spanish. Um, Same thing for Korean uh, and different languages, because we want to be able to, to assist the client. And, but from a brokerage standpoint, um, Posh has been a great service for us. Um, if the uh, Posh service calls the agent and says, uh, so-and-so is calling for you, uh, are you available to take the call? If the agent is walking into a meeting and is not, the agent can relay to the Posh uh, representative and have them relay the message to the client, whatever that may be. And Posh will actually uh, send a notification through their app and send an email to the agent to let them know of what the client said. What number did they call from? What number do they want to call return to? And so it helps the agent be able to get in contact with them. So as far as the as far as the person calling in knows, they've called a receptionist has answered the phone. Yeah. And hey my speak with Jonathan, please. No, Jonathan's not available. Can I take a message? And it's just like calling a Fortune 500 front desk. Absolutely. I mean, you always have somebody that is there to answer the phone, and they have um, they have an internal uh, kind of guideline that they want the phone answered within two rings, and so you have a quickly answered line with somebody that's there to help, uh, and and I think that goes a long way for a potential client because I've. Again, I've worked for brokerages where there wasn't the line answered after hours. It was sent to a voicemail and the call was returned the next morning. You know, and for me as a broker, broker owner, that works well for me because we know on average that if they don't get a return phone call within a short period of time, they're calling somebody else. There's a lot of brokers out there. There are a lot of brokers out there. And if they can't get a hold of somebody, uh, we hope that we're we're in line there because we've got somebody that's going to answer the phone. And we've got somebody that's going to talk to them. And one thing that does for you is it makes a six, seven, eight person brokerage mm-hmm. look like a big Absolutely. brokerage. Absolutely. Because now 
Now, someone's answering the phone. The agent's being alerted. I've got a, I've got a call. I need a reply. I got an email reminder because I'm going to forget because I got back-to-back meetings and I'm going to show houses for four hours today. <laughs> right. And then and then you start that conversation. And then you use some of the software that you've got that's pretty simple to use, mm-hmm. that's all based in one, that's going to put out a really nice product for the agent to look at. And you guys look like a professional organization. Right. And that's... And people look for that. Oh, I think they do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, people want to be treated fairly. They want to be treated honestly. And they want to be treated right. And if you don't have the initial steps set up uh, to where they're they're handled properly, then I think they're going to go somewhere else. So I think it's important to um, have a good presence. It's just as important when you show up to meet with a client, a potential client, that you look good. Um, you want to dress professionally. This is a professional industry. And um, can I force somebody to wear uh, a full suit? No. But keep in mind, this is you're representing not only yourself, which is a company, uh, but you're representing the brokerage. And so I think it's important that you display uh, and present yourself properly. Let's talk about being a small brokerage, but winning. Okay. Do you have you had conversations with potential sellers, for example, that say, "Man, I like what you say, but your brokerage is so small. You're, you're only six people. You guys are tiny. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can do. There's no way you can compete and sell our house the same way that someone with 300 agents can do. A, the, a big, instantly recognizable name. Have you have you had these conversations? I have. And it's what a- do you do about it? <laughs> It's a public misconception because you're hiring an agent and you're hiring, uh, you're not hiring one of the big names. Uh, You know, you're not going to have the CEO from that. And you've worked for those big names. I have. Uh, And the the CEO of those big name companies isn't assisting on the sale of your house. It's that agent that you're hiring. Um, What we do on our end is I do help the agents. Um, and so I help the agents with regards to the listings. Um, I help the agents with regard to marketing those listings. And for instance, all of our listings, we market internationally uh, because we want to put as many eyes as we possibly can on 123 Main Street. Um, we want to make sure that the most amount of people see it. But for an average, an average home, again, 123 Main Street, if you were have Nest Ahead, or you would have another name brokerage listed, we put it on to our MLS. And our MLS is seen by no matter what company you work for. And it's seen by the public in general. And so we use the same softwares. We just take it a step further and market it to additional places, like internationally. Because I don't think listing it just to the people in the Houston area is enough. I want well, to especially put- Houston, such an international city. You've it got is. investors and you have family members wanting to move here from all over the world. Right. You, you have a, such a huge international component to home buying and selling in, in Houston. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Did you and I'm not and I and I don't want to say that that the big brokers aren't aren't going to do a good job. No, of course not. My my goal was as a small broker, I know you have to overcome that. 
sometimes. The same way a new agent has to overcome, hey, we like what you've said, right. but you really don't have any experience selling houses. How are you going to help us? Right. And for me, I like to just get in front of that that individual. Let me tell you about my background. Let me tell you kind of step by step on what we're going to do to sell your house and what we do that I think is different than everybody else. And we go step by step and explain all of that. I want to wrap up kind of the conversation on offering tools and resources. Any other any other thoughts, anything else on offering resources to your agents? So we we tell them um, about different softwares that we have used in the past to to help generate uh, generate leads um, with regards to diving into particular properties. Again, every agent is going to be blitzed by a lot of companies to use their the, the best and greatest software. And uh, we always tell agents to, to reach out to us and ask us if, if we've personally used it and what we thought about it. Because I've spent tons of money on, on different softwares that produced nothing or I found a better alternative to it. And so it's it's encouraged that don't just jump on the, the latest bandwagon. Let's have a conversation about about that software, about what it offers. Maybe you found a good one. We want to implement it in, into the brokerage. Um, and let's just dive into it a little bit deeper. All right, sir. Well, Jonathan, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. No, and, I appreciate it. And for Thanks sharing for your, your insights. Absolutely. And we... There are so many pieces to this, and I, and I really like the way you do some things, and so I'd love for you to come back one of these days. Yeah, I'd love to. How do people reach Jonathan McNabb at Nesta Head? So our office telephone number is 281-503-7117, and our website is nestahead.com. All right. Very good. Jonathan, thanks a lot. Thanks. Appreciate it. If you're a real estate agent, you know the value of a great review. If you find this podcast helpful please be sure to rate, review, and share it. I'd sincerely appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to Real Estate Broker and Team Leader. We hope you found valuable insights and strategies that will take your business to the next level. Join us again next time for more leadership tips and advice.